Life presents various issues with a multitude of solutions. Having issues is easy. Getting to the solutions is hard. If you're up for a good challenge, stay tuned and welcome to Qualified Issues. Welcome to season two. Season two is all about perspective, and this first episode in season two, we're just going to have sort of a brief overview of what to expect. So let's start out with the definition of perspective. There are three different definitions that I found at dictionary.cambridge.org. The first one is, quote, a particular way of considering something, end quote. The second one quote, a particular way of viewing things that depends on one's experience and personality, end quote. This would be like a default perspective, and I think everybody has a default perspective at some point in their life. Um, It's usually, uh, it banks on past experiences and things that you've learned maybe as a child. So think of this second definition as default perspective. The third definition, quote, the ability to consider things in relation to one another accurately and fairly, unquote. This is the definition of perspective we want to work towards. It might be helpful to think of perspective like a pair of sunglasses. If the sunglasses are too dark, it can be really hard to see. If they're too light, you could be blinded by the sun. Additionally, these sunglasses have filters that are formed by a variety of events, people, and other things throughout our entire lives. So we're going to talk, just kind of break down perspective here, okay? There's, um, we're going to start with environment, and then we're going to move on to personality and other things. But to start out with, environment and personality are examples of uh, nurture versus nature, Environment being nurture, personality being nature. And it really is an age-old argument. Both of those impact an individual throughout their lives. So nurture refers to external forces such as parenting, social influence, and more. These are basically things that you learn. Nature refers to hereditary and genetic makeup, things you are born with. So think of it this way. A gene carries a certain trait that cannot express itself until acted upon. What you are born with includes certain traits, but it may not express itself in its entirety until what you learn influences the traits to do so. And what you learn is dependent on your desire and ability to be teachable, as well as the nurture part, the people that are in your environment. What what are they teaching you? So I have a very, very general rough example here. You have two children. They're both born with an angry temperament. Child A receives reinforcement for angry behavior by one or both parents. He or she, therefore, expresses angry feelings in an external way, like yelling, hitting, throwing, stealing, etc. Child B receives reinforcement for anger control by one or both parents. He or she, therefore, expresses angry feelings in words and might use calming techniques and tools to avoid angry behaviors. At the same time, a child's angry temperament may influence a strong parent to work harder to teach better coping skills, but a not-so-strong parent 
might be influenced to back off and acquiesce to the child's angry demands, basically giving them whatever they want just to quote-unquote keep the peace, right? This interaction shows a two-way door of nature and nurture acting on and influencing each other. And now let's move on to personality. From miriam-webster.com, personality is defined as, quote, the totality of an individual's behavioral and emotional characteristics, end quote. Not just one characteristic of behavior or emotionality, but all of it together makes up a person's personality. An article called Our Personality Traits Genetic by Kendra Cherry in September 2022 on VeryWellMind.com, it talks about nature versus nurture in personality determination. It says, quote, kids display early signs of their personality in the form of temperament, which is estimated to be 20 to 60 percent due to genetics, unquote. That's a very large uh, spectrum there, you know, 20 percent. If it was just 20%, well, that's not much, you know, so then we might lean more towards, well, this has to be a learned thing. 60%, then we're like, okay, mom or dad, or maybe both of them has this similar temperament or characteristic. And, you know, so it's probably less likely learned, more inherited. The article also says, quote, it is temperament that influences how you behave, your social interactions, and how you respond to the environment. Such experiences then play a part in shaping the development of your personality, end quote. So we see here for sure that, you know, it is not just nature and it's not just nurture that affects a person's personality. And we also have a great example in this quote of nature and nurture working together to shape development. An individual acts on environment and environment acts on the individual. It's a two-way door, each affecting the other on some level and frequency. And I'm going to put something in here. It's important to remember the idea of locus of control. We talked about this in season one, I think in two or three different podcasts. Internal locus of control believes the individual affects the environment. External locus of control believes the environment affects the individual. Both are true, but to what degree an individual leans will determine part of his or her perspective. Now, beliefs can play a big part of perspective. Dictionary.cambridge.org defines beliefs as, quote, the feeling of being certain that something exists or is true, unquote. So how does belief determine perspective? Here's a very general example. If you believe there's no God to determine values and morals, then your perspective on moral and value-based issues is most likely based on what you determine is moral and valuable. If you believe in God and believe God determines values and morals, then your perspective on moral and value-based issues is based on what God determines as moral and valuable. So that gives you a very basic idea of how beliefs can play a part in determining perspective. What you believe informs your perspective. If you believe the sky is blue and someone asks you to describe the sky, you'll probably use your beliefs to express your perspective that the sky is blue. If you believe that jeans are the only appropriate thing to wear in public and you see someone not wearing jeans in public, then your perspective is going to influence what you think about that individual, maybe how you feel about him or her, and maybe even how you interact or behave with that person. All right, let's move on to influence. Great article here called Understand Your Brain to Shift Your Perspective by Dee Dee Henley in January 2022 on Forbes.com. 
Now, this article is talking about leadership roles in companies and how those leaders can put new ideas into action. But it's a great article to learn how the individual can influence his or her own perspective. The author talks about this book called, quote, Your Brain at Work by David Rock. In the book, David states, quote, they can observe their own thinking and thus can change how they think. These people have better cognitive control and thus can access a quieter mind on demand, unquote. Can you say self-awareness? If you are self-aware, then you are able to examine and observe your thoughts. In season one, we talked about change and how self-awareness was a big part of being able to make a change. The same holds true with perspective. If you are aware of how your thinking influences your perspective, then you are also aware of any changes in your thought process that need to take place. Then you can move through the trans-theoretical model of change and make a change. Now, this works both ways. Because if you are not self-aware, then it is easier to be influenced to think a certain way if that way is pleasing to you. Self-awareness demands honesty, openness, and accountability. And if all of those are missing, you are more likely to have an external locus of control with low or no self-efficacy, thereby allowing others to make up your mind for you. Remember, self-awareness leads to independence. Independence is necessary to avoid undue influence in the development of individual perspective. Now, I want to move on to the impact of on various things when it comes to the relationship between perspective and change. So that relationship impacts several things. There's an impact on self-awareness. If your perspective is focused on external locus of control, your level of self-awareness will suffer. Why look at yourself if someone else is to blame for the effects? The relationship also impacts your focus. If your perspective involved entitlement, for example, like you are owed things, then you don't need to focus. Why focus when someone else will do or give you what you want or need? There's also an impact on identity. I'm not talking about gender identity here. Rather, I am talking about who you are as a person. If your perspective about yourself is that you are not valuable or don't matter, then neither does knowing who you are, which is your identity. I will put an interjection here. If you are feeling that way often and for more than a few days, I strongly encourage you to find a mental health professional as this might be depression. The relationship between perspective and change also impacts on how we define events. Let's go back to trauma, drama, and issues. There's an importance of differentiating between those three. Remember, trauma is a life-threatening experience that is either experienced firsthand or maybe you heard it or saw it. An issue is an everyday problem, including things to do with relationships, work, finances, education, things like that. A drama is when we have an unparalleled or exaggerated emotional or behavioral expression to issues. If your perspective on wants versus needs is not aligned with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, then defining what an issue or trauma is in your life, that's going to be challenging. So, for example... If you want someone to be your friend who does not want to be your friend, and you exhibit unparalleled or exaggerated emotional or behavioral expressions, then that's an indicator that your perspective is impacting how you are defining whether or not it's an issue, a trauma, or a drama. Okay. Another way, another um, impact that the relationship between perspective and change has is on identifying needed changes. 
As mentioned earlier, an unrealistic or maladaptive perspective will influence an individual to avoid true self-awareness, thereby creating an inability to recognize issues and therefore changes that need to be made. There's also an impact on being able to move through the trans-theoretical model of change. Again, an unrealistic or maladaptive perspective will make it near impossible to effectively exert truly needed changes in your life. Again, honesty, openness, accountability, those things are so, so, so important to have in order to move through life. Now, not all perspectives are wrong. Not all perspectives are right because no one knows everything. There are common sense expectations, however, and we hear about those when like telling a scientist, for example, the rain comes from the trees. Well, the scientist is going to use their factual perspective and of course the scientific facts on that issue to correct your perspective to explain, no, rain comes from the clouds. Not all conflicts of perspective are obviously that cut and dry. So sometimes when an agreement on perspective cannot be reached, it might be best to agree to disagree and maybe even walk away from that conversation. But I would definitely encourage everyone to do so with respect, civility, and kindness. Because just as your perspective is important and you have value as a human being, so does that person that you disagree with. So Let's just do a quick refresher here of what we've talked about today. Again, this is season two. It's all about perspective. Remember that perspective is determined or built. I kind of like the word built a little bit better. Um, between the interaction, two-door, two-way interaction of nature versus nurture. You have your environment and then you have your personality. Remember, personality is the totality of an individual's behavioral and emotional characteristics, not just one of those. As well, we want to make sure that we look at our beliefs, um, what kind of influence we're having or how how influenced we are, because that also works both ways. And then don't forget that there is a relationship between perspective and change and that that relationship has an impact on several things, including your self-awareness, your focus, your identity on how you define events, on how you identify needed changes, and on how you are able to change. So that's the end of today's podcast. My name is Krista Galloway. This has been Qualified Issues. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at fortheloveoftherapy at gmail.com. That's fortheloveoftherapy at gmail.com. Remember, a podcast is never a substitute for actual therapy with a mental health professional. Thank you again for joining me, and I hope to see you next time.